I just flew in from the Pentagon with molded plastic chairs. Actually, I've been held captive by some telepathic gorillas, and, well, it's just going to be a crazy snippet episode. Geek Out Loud! everyone and welcome to geek out loud supposedly your safe place to geek out on the internet but uh i have not it's been hard i'm not gonna lie to you it's been hard to feel like having a safe place to geek out anywhere not to mention having anything new or fresh to say about anything geeky it seems like everything gets stolen by twitter or facebook post or this blog or that blog and I'm like, why do I even bother? Why throw my voice out into the internet ethernet? Why in the world? What's the difference between an internet and an ethernet? I guess I guess throw my voice out into the ether where it lands on the internet. I guess an ethernet is, is like the cable cord that you hook up into your port. But the internet is, you use the ethernet to get to the internet it's got to be your bull. My point is this. Uh, it, I, just right out of the gate, absolute 100% honesty. Uh, every time I see news drop or anything happen, it's like, well, everyone else is already saying anything. And you know, I've always hated to add to the echo chamber and just kind of be another voice in the chorus. And so we're in the process of trying to figure out, or I, I say we, we being the royal we, that'd be I, trying to figure out how do I do this? How in the world do I make this happen? What what am I even trying to do? What am I doing? Why am I doing it? Who am I? It's an existential crisis that comes, I guess, with turning 40 years old and being an old man. Let me just say this. Thanks to everyone who participated in and, and donated during our Goliverse Marathon for Cure. Uh, CureChildhoodCancer.com is where you can, or .org, .org, not .cam, not .cam, .org. Uh, is where you can find out more about them. And we raised over $5,500 for Cure. And man, that was a huge, huge day. Big day. And we thank you all so much. Thank you so much for your support in, um, in, in what's going on and what went on with that. I am, I am being incredibly distracted by the chat. We're live at mixer.com slash goalaverse. And I'm being incredibly distracted by the chat because I saw the word echo and I'm afraid the echo was on, but I don't even know how to turn echo on, on this board. I actually sat around and, uh, was like looking up the manual online the other day because I would love to be able to go back to the echo so I could pull out a little guilty, guilty, guilty. Anyway, um, because here's what I found out recently uh this is this is a quote about for those of you who don't know the big honkin show has been back on radio now for a few weeks on wgig am 1440 uh what i've always asked on the big honkin show since we've been back always what i've always asked (laughs) forever even before we were ever on wgig 
Well, since I've been back on WGIG or back on the radio with WGIG, I've asked that people not let the radio station know if they don't like me, but to email me directly. Uh, and if they do like me, please let the radio... Radio? Mm, it's going to be one of those, huh? Ladio. Ladio. Um, I'm Ladio Calrissian. I'm the administrator of this facility. Uh, let me see. Uh, what's the new show at 6 a.m.? Because we're now not only on Sundays at 1 a.m. or 1 p.m., we're on Saturdays at 6 a.m. on WGIG. What's the new show on at 6 a.m.? Uh, maybe he needs time, but not impressed so far. Not much of a radio voice. Or funny. Thank you. Thank you. And and that pertains to everything I guess I've ever done uh, in podcasting, radio, or otherwise. So, um, I'm going to start using this radio voice. Hello, ladios. Welcome to Geek Out Loud. I don't know if that's much of a radio voice either, though. That's that's in and, and I and I dang sure don't know if I'm funny or not. Apparently, uh, I'm not. This is not a Geek Out Loud. This is oh, wait no. This is Geek Out Loud. <laughs> this is not a big honking show episode. I'm just letting you know uh, what we're fighting against, what we're going on, and not only are we fighting against those types of comments, one out of uh, many, but you know how the negatives stick with you, right? Uh, we're also fighting against my own ineptitude. There are things that I have recorded that have not been released to you, the GP, the general public. GP, are you with me? Hey, bonus points if you know where that comes from. Um, <clears throat> uh, here are some things that have not been released that have to be released. I had a conversation with Adam Bray, author and contributor to uh marvel absolutely everything you need to know and uh star wars absolutely everything you need to know as well as other uh various and sundry products we had him on an episode of rebel yell you'll recall but then i had him on for geek out loud just talking marble stuff marble hmm marble mouth marvel stuff i would like to talk to someone who's really into marbles though here's the call if you are really you want to you want a free ticket on to geek out loud if you are really into marbles and you can speak about them in an interesting way, uh, get in touch with me, geekoutonline at gmail.com. I think it'd be fun to do a marble episode. We'll do the Marble Cinematic Universe. And um, and we will, we'll talk all about marbles. And you can tell me all about what makes a marble a marble and, and why certain marbles are cool and and what why they're rare and people who collect marbles how did that come about because i've never seen like in all my days of collecting and looking at marbles now that i've let me let me well let me define the amount of days that i've collected and looked at marbles collected marbles zero looked at marbles eh maybe maybe i've spent one-tenth of a day looking at various and sundry marbles um, in my lifetime. Uh, but I know there are people who collect marbles, and I don't understand that if I'm just being real. And why don't we call them, well, I guess glass is already taken, but aren't most marbles made of glass? Where did we get the term marbles from? Why did we start calling them marbles? Now, 
That's a question I have. So if you are into marbles, know the history of marbles, geek out online at gmail.com. Geek out online at gmail.com. We can turn it into a show. I have that ability. I have that power to do those kinds of things. I'm that good. <laughs> Contrary to popular belief, or at least the belief of one old man down in Glen County, Georgia, I'm that good. We're gonna we're gonna make we're gonna make chicken out of marbles. You just watch it. I I couldn't say the actual phraseology, but you know what I mean. Any chicken salad out of marbles is what I meant to say. All right. So anyhow, I've not released the conversation with Adam Bray. We talked all about Marvel stuff, and then even better than that, there is a a a part Gold Junior Geek Out Loud Junior, which would be myself and one young Wesley, daughter of one Derek Russell. And then it's part steric conversations from back around New Year's that has not been put out there yet. And it's not that it's not good. It's just that I just neglected to sit down, edit everything I needed to edit together on it, and and put it out there to you, the people. So understand that there are things that need to get to you that I've neglected to get to you. And for that, I'm sorry. I apologize. That's my bad. So as I spend an episode trying to be better, um, we come to it, it comes to this, that we have uh, a featured supporter for this episode, which is all about me trying to get better. His name, Noah Corner. Now, you may be expecting me to make a play on the fact that his name is Noah and give him the ability to control animals or some such. Nope, because that wouldn't be the case. Noah has a psychic-type ability. He can control people's emotions. He can make them feel happy, sad, angry, fearful, fearful, fearful. I should have done some vocal and mouth warm-ups before the show. Angry, sad, happy, fearful, or just apathetic. He likes to make people happy, but if you're an evildoer, beware. Fear and depression may be in your future just prior to the slammer. That's uh, prison talk for jail or prison. That's Noah Corner. He's our featured supporter on this episode of Geek Out Loud. Now let's get into how's he a featured supporter, you say? Well, he supports us at Patreon. Patreon.com slash geek out loud is where you can support the shows uh, on a regular basis. And we appreciate everyone who supports us at patreon.com slash geek out loud. Let's jump into some emails. Well, I'm not above being corrected unless I just don't like it. And nine times out of ten, I don't like it. Therefore, I guess I'm above it. But apparently on our last episode, which was a, uh, a look ahead to the movies of 2017 episode with Erish, we did a little pass in the corn back during the marathon. Uh, we talked about Dunkirk. Maybe it was within the confines of a movie, or maybe there's a movie coming out called Dunkirk. I'll be honest with you, I don't know. All I know is I started getting all kinds of Twitter messages, Facebook posts, and emails about Dunkirk. And I'm like, was there a movie or something? Like, I'm so out of it. Like, I don't even remember talking about it. But uh, this is from Matt. And he says, just listen to episode 206 and was surprised you guys hadn't really heard of Dunkirk. It was actually not from World War II. It was actually from World War II, not World War I, like Erich thought. And to put a bit of perspective on the events, it's probably as big a deal to 
us British as Pearl Harbor attack is to you guys in the U.S. Winston Churchill said the evacuation of Dunkirk was a miracle of deliverance, and the phrase Dunkirk spirit has become a phrase to describe courage and solidarity in adversity. Here's hoping it's a good film. Keep up the great work, guys. Well, thank you, Matt. Um, there were other posts where people were like, Dunkirk is a place, guys. And I'm like, I know. I know Dunkirk is a place. But we've been taken to task on our ignorance. That's just ignorant. It's ignorant. Uh, Chris Steiner uh, has chimed in. I don't know if he's related to Rick or Scott Steiner, but he is apparently in his avatar wearing what appears to be a luchador mask. So maybe he is. says, it's been a few years since I sent you an email. Back when I was working as a construction inspector, I had a lot of windshield time and used it to listen to a lot of podcasts. From Starkville's House of L to the Big Honkin' Show, I was entertained for countless numbers of hours. There were a sad, there were a few sad spots along the way, like the cancellation of the Sarah Connor Chronicles and Sky Next, but they were greatly outweighed by the highs, like being included in the fan section of your goodbye episode for Shoe. Hey, by the way, Shoe's back. Um, so, you know, uh, the goodbyes there, I guess, were equivalent to the goodbyes from Muppets Take Manhattan. There was a space where it's just really sad, and then all of a sudden we're back together, together again. Yeah, it's good to be together again. A few years ago, I became a paraeducator working uh, with special needs students and wasn't left with the kind of time I used to have for podcasts, but I found myself missing the laughter I used to have just listening to you and Derek talk back and forth like friends and feeling like th I was there in the room with you guys. Oh, I, I feel a long-distance request and dedication coming on. <clears throat> I found myself missing the laughter I used to have just listening to you and Derek talk back and forth like friends and feeling like I was there in the room with you guys. So, because of you guys, I was inspired to start my own YouTube channel with a friend just to do that. Sit and talk Star Wars with a friend. Wait, is this turning into a plug, Chris Steiner? You have built myself and my podcasting partner for life, Derek Russell, up only to plug your YouTube channel? Well played. We only have a few episodes so far, but already I have an even greater appreciation for the talent you and Derek have. We easily have five times the amount of bloopers as we do actual footage, but you have set the bar high, and I hope to one day get there. So thank you, my friend, for being an inspiration. And by the way, it's never too late for chocolate pie. Sincerely, Chris Steiner. Well, Chris, here's your long-distance request and dedication. It's an oldie but a goodie. At least I think it's a goodie. It's your long-distance request and dedication. As you, you didn't really plug your YouTube channel. I'm going to shut up now and play part of a song.
Chris, I I used to be the king of shameless plugs. I think I've lost that title in recent years. Uh, but if you want to uh, if you want to plug your YouTube channel, please shoot me an email with the actual YouTube channel link in there, and we'll be glad to we'll be glad to plug it for you. Just like we plug Star Wars something, a new Star Wars podcast put out by our own friend Daniel and Indy. If you want to feel uh, like you're sitting around with two friends who hate each other and talking Star Wars. Check out Star Wars Something with Daniel and Cody in Indy. They're better than Steve Glosson. Uh, this comes from Casey. Says, hey, Stephen Arish. I know I'm a little... Arish is not with us right now. I know I'm a little late at this, but as I'm writing this, the Oscars are tonight, and I thought I'd share with you my top 10 films of 2016. I'm a huge movie fan, and since I work in a movie theater, I'm lucky that I get to see most of them for free. Last year, I saw 103 different movies that were released between January 1st and December 31st, which is a personal record for me. 2016 was, in my opinion, one of the better years for movies in recent memory, so narrowing down this list was really hard for me. Anyway, here we go. I want to stop, and I want to just say, let's say the average two hours. Let's say because you've got some in there that are going to be beyond and some that are a little less than. So let's say an average of two hours... That's 103. That's 206 hours. I don't know how to... Is that right? If I do 200... If I do two hours for 103 movies, that would be... You know what? Let's do it this way. Let's go uh, 103 times 120 minutes equals... Now we'll divide that by 60, right? All right, yeah. So 206 hours worth of movies divided by 24 equals... Eight and a half days. Eight and a half days worth of movies that you've watched uh, between in this past year. And I bet you saw some multiple times. Uh, so here's Casey's top ten of 2016. Number ten, Swiss Army Man. It took me a couple of viewings to come around on this one. It's easily the strangest, most out there WTF in my watching film I saw last year. Except for maybe The Lobster. But it has heart as well as great performances by both Paul Dano and Daniel Radcliffe. The soundtrack to this is also a highlight and a lot of fun. That's the one about the dead dude, and the guy kept using the dead dude's body to do all kinds of stuff. Not weird stuff. Well, I guess it's weird, but he was like using body parts as tools, I guess. Uh, Lion, a movie, a moving film about a boy's journey trying to find his home after being lost in India. One of the most hopeful films of the year. Make sure you have some tissues with you while watching this. Deadpool, the most fun I've had at a movie since Guardians of the Galaxy. Not much else can be said about this vulgar, action-packed, dark comedy. I can't wait for more. Hacksaw Ridge comes in at number seven for Casey. Set during World War II, this biopic biopic about a soldier who refuses to kill was one of the most powerful films of the year. Everybody Wants Some is number six. This 80s-set comedy follows a college baseball team filled with a number of interesting character characters. It's simple and doesn't take itself too seriously, and it's a ton of fun to, from start to finish. Number five, La La Land. It's a throwback to Hollywood musicals of the past. Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling give wonderful performances, and the music throughout is absolutely magical and will get stuck in your head for days. I watched a movie recently on the Netflix that had Ryan Gosling in it, and he was doing like some straight-up character acting work. I was pretty impressed with him. Um, you know, he's gotten he's definitely a good-looking fella and has fallen into those... The, you know, the good-looking fellow roles, but this was one... What was the movie? It was probably something I wasn't supposed to be watching. But it was really... I was really impressed with him because, like, he kind of disappeared 
into the, no, it was that movie with uh, Steve Carell. It was The Big Short. Wasn't that Ryan Gosling in that? The Big Short with Steve Carell and stuff about the uh, about the housing crisis at Christian Bale, and um, it was it was good stuff. And and I, I want to say yeah, Ryan Gosling. And like when I first saw him, I'm like that's Ryan Gosling. And then uh, I kind of let it go because he just kind of disappeared into that role. Maybe it was Superman three. Maybe he played um, the bad Superman. <laughs> Superman three. What are you looking at? That's what. <laughs> That's what he says when he comes walking out of that bar. What are y'all looking at? I know he can hear me. He's got super hearing. Superman, come back, come back to us, Superman. I would have called Superman, except he turned bad. Uh, number four for Casey Moana. Number three, Sing Street. Number two, Ten Cloverfield Lane. That was a. That movie was a pleasure, and at the same time, too scary and too tense, and like, what in the world is going on? And then the end is just like, well, this is nuts. Uh, and number one, Manchester by the Sea, a simple character-driven film about loss and facing your past while mostly tragic, also has some subtle humor and some slight feelings of hope and happiness. The writing, direction, and performances by the cast specifically Casey Affleck, are incredibly grounded and raw and help make this the most hauntingly human and genuinely real film of the year. Honorable mentions, American Pastoral, Eddie the Eagle, Hell or High Water, The Nice Guys, Patriot's Day, and Snowden. I'm a huge Star Wars fan, but I left Rogue One off the list because I'm not able to judge it properly and be objective, so to be fair, I didn't include it, but I think it's I think of it as 1A, Rogue One, and 1B, Manchester. Sorry for the long email. Past the Corn is my favorite segment in all the Goldiverse, so keep it up. And that's Casey in Fargo. I want to just say, between Daniel and Indy and Jimmy in Georgia, we're starting to get a lot of so-and-so in such-and-such a place. And I don't know, I guess maybe Raj in the UK, or Raj in the HK from the UK, maybe he was the first or the original, I don't know. But uh, but it's, it's easy to keep you all, it, it's great because it helps us keep everyone separated. Like, name in place. I guess it's a help. It's a big help. Uh, you want to email us, you can do so. Geekoutonline at gmail.com. Geekoutonline at gmail.com. We love to get, as the techno retro dads say, electronic M's here at Geek Out Loud. I will, that is the last time I'll rip any other podcast off uh, outside of the ones that I'm on. And uh, But I do like the way they say that, and I wanted to say it one time. So shoot us an email, geekoutonline at gmail.com. Let us know what you've been geeking out about. Coming soon to Netflix. Hello. One man will hold an entire town hostage. Who is this? To offset. Who is this? His expenses. If you want to support the shows, one of the best ways you can do it is by using Amazon uh, Shop. <gasps> at geekoutpodcast.com and geekoutonline.com. I, I don't know what that means. If you want to support the show directly. I, I need you to tell me what to do. What should I do? You can do so through patreon.com. Patreon.com slash geekoutloud. P-A-T-R-O-N.com slash geekoutloud. No! This fall. Clear your cookies.
There are a lot of ways to support the show. We mentioned Patreon at the top of the episode. We also have Amazon links, Think Geek links, and uh, Entertainment Earth links, all available at geekoutonline.com and geekoutpodcast.com. And over at geekoutonline.com, some of the things we talk about where there's videos and that sort of thing will be included kind of as show notes for this episode as a companion to this episode. There'll be a couple of videos we're about to talk about. And um, and so you can check that out once this episode has dropped. Is that the industry term? Once this episode is dropped. In fact, if you're listening to this episode, those notes are already up at geekoutonline.com. But one of the things um, that I thought would be fun to do is every now and again kind of give a highlight a product uh, from from some of these places. So Think Geek is where I'm highlighting the product from today, and there'll be a link to this product in those show notes. It is the uh, <laughs> it's the slash and shir- slash and serve shredded meat claws. It's a Think Geek exclusive, and these bad boys are like, I guess you hold them in your hand like Wolverine claws, like, and they come out between your fingers like Wolverine claws, and you use it when you're barbecuing or grilling uh, to, to, shred the, to shred the pork, to pull the meat, whatever you're doing, and it, and it shreds that stuff. Like if you've got a butt, as in a Boston butt on the grill, and you've cooked it down, and then you just want to get that thing like a pulled pork situation going, you just want to shred that thing, that's what these do, and you snick, snick, and boom, boom, and there you are. I think it's cool. I'm a I'm a bit of a barbecuist, a griller, and uh, so check those out. There'll be a link there at geekoutonline.com, and uh, we can uh, and you can you can pick those up. There are also Entertainment Earth links, as I said, and those Amazon links that we appreciate you using over at geekoutonline.com and geekoutpodcast.com. Let's get into some geeking out. All right, we got some snippets to talk about on this. Uh, number one, coming just here in a few short, short uh, days, really, uh, coming to Netflix is going to be their next Netflix um, Marvel television show. Uh, it is uh, Iron Fist. And um, there's been a trailer release. There's been a behind-the-scenes, uh, like a, a first-look featurette kind of thing. Um for it that's been that's been released that looks and it just looks really good march 17th is uh is the is the time i'm trying to find the right point in this particular video for for the actual trailer to get started so bear with me danny rand back from the dead why has he waited this long to show up how the hell did he learn martial arts where'd you train come on My father instilled in me a love and respect for this company that has never faded. This is my home. Rand is my company. This city is no place for Danny Rand. We put in practice and discipline. No giving up, no giving in. Danny, what happened to you? Why are you really back here? Some bad people have gotten on the inside. Criminals. I know what they are, what they can do. To fight them, we need someone with special skills. I've been training my whole life for this. This is my destiny.
You need me. The change is coming, Daniel. Become what you were meant to be. I am the Iron Fist. The hell does that mean? So yeah, pretty stoked about the Iron Fist coming back or coming not back coming to Netflix in March. I've enjoyed for the by and large I've enjoyed most of what Netflix has done and what Marvel has done with these Netflix series. Uh if I'm being honest, Agents of Shield has taken up until this season, I feel like to really find its stride. It has been for most of the seasons to me kind of laborious to get through, but this season for whatever reason in the first half with the Ghost Rider and, and the Finding of the Darkhold and all that stuff, uh, it, it picked up. It was a little bit more fast-paced. It was a little bit better. I thought they did really well with like series premieres and finales and mid-season finales and mid-season premieres. But beyond that, it seemed like they were just always kind of spinning their wheels. But now uh, they figured out a formula, I guess, where they're not trying to do one story arc over the entire season, and it ends up not dragging out so much. <clears throat> And also, I feel like they've been able to kind of get away from having to tie into um, the film since S.H.I.E.L.D. has kind of been destroyed and rebuilt and that sort of thing. They're finally done with all the Hydra stuff. I, I feel like it's just opened the door for them to be a little bit more uh, a little bit more fast-paced and, and free to kind of go their own direction. Well, the whole life model decoy thing has gotten downright weird and, and a little bit scary uh, here in... in, in in the agents of shield, but it seems like Netflix was had quality right from the get go. That first season of daredevil was something else. I've been rewatching the Netflix stuff, starting with daredevil season one and, and trying to watch them in order. And I've watched through daredevil season one again and Jessica Jones. And I've just started daredevil season two. Um, in my opinion, the strongest series that they've put out have been the daredevil and then Luke cage Jessica Jones was good. It was really intense and suspenseful. But in rewatching it, there was just like so much that they did. Like they would be so close and then they would back off and they'd get so close to what felt like an end and they'd back off again. I think it could have been about three or four episodes shorter, a little bit tighter storytelling in that, and it would have been a much better season for me. However, it's very, very satisfying, the, the climax of it all, uh, when she faces down the Purple Man and uh aka david Tennant, and and kind of wins the day but man it was really dark too like as dark as some people thought daredevil was and even daredevil season two i'm watching jessica jones i'm like this is some intensely dark junk going on here uh almost to the point in some instances of being disturbing luke cage if you've not watched luke cage i encourage you to do so luke cage is a completely different thing than what Jessica Jones and Daredevil were. It doesn't take place in Hell's Kitchen. It takes place over in Harlem. And it's got such a cool, uh, uh, not a black exploitation feel, but that kind of era of movies, you know, as far as the soundtrack and everything goes, is there. But it's also very much a great showcase for a lot of African-American actors that you may or may not be familiar with. One Oscar winner, as, as I understand, uh, is in there. And the way they bring about... Um, the villain at the end looking like he does on the comics and, and all the little shout outs and nods they give to the comics is just fantastic. And now with iron fist coming, that rounds out the last of the defenders that will be on Netflix defender series. 
uh, that they'll put out. And hopefully what they can do now, they've got Luke Cage and Iron Fist introduced. They could do Heroes for Hire. They could do a season of Heroes for Hire with those two. And I think it'd be so much fun to see something like that. Um, but one of the cool things that's happening here in this Iron Fist trailer is we see that Madame Gao is back. Now, she is uh, the actress... I can't think of her name, but she was in the first season of Daredevil as one of Fisk's associates. And she was the lady that for the longest time was just speaking Chinese until finally things got just too much. She's like, you know what? The time for pretense is over. I can speak English. You can understand me. I can understand you. Let's just do this thing. And um, and there's even a moment where in the trailer for Iron Fist where he's looking in a little cup and in there is a folded up piece of paper with her stamp on it that looks like the heroine that she was... Uh, distributing in, uh, in in the first season of Daredevil. So I'm looking forward to Iron Fist. I'm not super well-versed on Iron Fist from the comics, but I've been really so impressed with what they've done uh, with these Netflix series that um, that I'm really looking forward to, to what they're going to do with this to bring me in. It's, it's just some really good stuff that I've enjoyed, the old Marvel on Netflix. Um, here's a snippet. Uh, we have talked about the Guardians 2 trailers that have been out, and, and I think Eric and I talked about a couple of them, and there have been a, several TV spots. Uh, tonight on Kimmel, at the time of this recording, there's going to be a, a new uh, trailer release, and what apparently is going to be the final full Guardians of the Galaxy trailer will probably give us, I imagine we'll get a look at Ego, uh, as played by Kurt Russell, and um, I also imagine we'll get a little bit more idea of what the story is going to be. So far, we've just seen snippets and pieces of of like scenes and that sort of thing, and it's all been good. Uh, after this, I really hope they just recycle footage that they're using in these trailers for any more TV spots and stuff. Um, it just feels like they've given away so much of like the funny moments and the good stuff from these from these trailers, and it. And it just, it feels very much like, come on, guys, you, you're really overselling this thing in some ways. However, that is not to say that I am not looking forward to Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I am muchly looking forward to uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I think it's going to be amazing. I've loved the, uh, the music they've used in each of these things. And the funny moments have been incredibly funny. Uh, for me, one of the funniest moments comes from one of the TV spots. <clears throat> when they're all standing there looking all cool. And Mantis, by the way, my introduction to Mantis, uh, Fantastic Four, number 324, during the Inferno saga, uh, she showed up with Kang the Conqueror as his prisoner, and Johnny Storm ends up going supernova to try to do something, and he can't un-supernova. Great, great comic book memory for me. But uh, Mantis gets hit with some space trash or something. <laughs> And as soon as she gets hit, Drax goes, look out. And then it cuts him. I tried, guys. Um, he is stealing the show in a lot of these first looks and trailers. In fact, the uh, the announcement for the last trailer uh, is all him. They're, they're sitting around eating, and um, and he uh, and he's just eating really, um, really noisily. <laughs> And this is how they announced that there's a new um, new trailer that's going to debut. And it was ridiculous. Um, 
so he's just stealing all the he's stealing all the scenes even more so than baby Groot um it just seems to be a lot of a lot of Drax stealing the show this time around and and could not be happier about that he he was deceptively funny in the first Guardians um I like this knife I'm keeping it uh nothing goes over my head I would catch it um man who sleeps on the Oscarian uh just some good good crap coming from him uh also some good crap coming from Marvel Studios and this is something that I don't know I don't know that anything that they've done like this has captured my imagination the way this did Star Wars for Force Awakens and for Rogue One frustrated a lot of fans not me but a lot of other fans were frustrated by some of the sizzle reels they they put out that were kind of like behind the scenes looks at stuff um well marvel studios have done that with avengers infinity war and uh i guess this constitutes as as a new snippet Whoop-a! um and and there's just a great moment in this thing with not only uh robert downey jr chris pratt and tom holland all standing there on set together but they use footage from all the uh all the prior marvel movies that have to do anything with these infinity stones uh from captain america right on through uh age of ultron and um you know guardians of the galaxy and thor and everything it's just some really cool stuff and and they show the eye of agamotto and i guess i remember vaguely in doctor strange them mentioning that the eye of agamotto is an infinity stone um which would be the time stone i guess but um so this whole thing has some great moments some great quotes and some great music moments in it too and uh here we go just we'll listen to these guys talk a little bit this is our first day here we are in pinewood in atlanta and it's it's actually pretty unbelievable day one of what promises to be a year of fun-filled lensing I remember actually going to see the first Avengers with one of my best mates from home, and I'd never have dreamed that I'd ever be in one of these movies, let alone playing Spider-Man. I feel like I'm on top of the world because this is just mind-blowing. So there is, uh, right there you have Spider-Man, Iron Man, and Star-Lord all on screen together talking about filming and, and being a part of this thing, which is just chilling in and of itself, chilling in a good way, like just gives you the the old goosebumps, the old superhero goosebumps uh kevin feige talks a little bit about what's going to be happening and um and in in a great use of alan silvestri's score some stuff happens check it out how can things relate across movies right now they're not using Silvestri's score by the way avengers infinity war is the culmination of the entire marvel cinematic universe as started in may of 2008 with the release of iron man one and it really is an unprecedented culmination of a series of films interlinked together which at the time had never been done before and for us the important thing is making it all come together we know they're going to face thanos we've been setting that up since avengers one how do you do that in a way that is unexpected that pits the avengers against somebody who's more powerful than anyone they faced and yet make them completely unprepared to face them well tear them apart which is why we did civil war before infinity war as we were conceiving and, and executing Civil War, the end of that movie was very much a setup for this what the these Russo's movies would be. About. We always had the sense of that. 
Tony is not talking to Steve. The Avengers are basically a name with nobody in it. The world is vulnerable. Tony senses this greater threat approaching, and so he is doing everything in his power to keep the Earth safe. All right, so they also have this great, what looks to be a, like an Infinity Wars omnibus um, with different pages and stuff, Mark. I don't, it's a great, there's some great art on the cover. It's all in black and white. And there's another thing they show that, you know, of course I'll be on board if they do. They, they've got a board with what looks to be character trading cards next to each other as if these are the people we're going to see really work together the most uh, in, in this movie. And I love what Feige says about th this is unprecedented. What's really interesting is Marvel has been the trendsetter for this idea of shared universes and that sort of thing. As you go back and you watch Iron Man, I just remember the feeling in 2008 of knowing there's this scene at the end that stick around for the end that Nick Fury is going to show up and hearing the phrase, the Avengers initiative, you've stepped into a larger universe, those kind of things, just the possibilities that, that just kind of in, infiltrated your mind were endless. And then just a couple of months later when the Incredible Hulk comes out to see Robert Downey Jr. portraying the character he's already portrayed in a completely different movie on screen there at the end was like, this is really special. This really means something. This is, this is truly something that hasn't been done before. Even if we never got that first Avengers movie, to just have these things interconnected in the same world is just really amazing. But then for the payoff, which we got a great payoff in the Avengers, um, was just phenomenal. I remember, you know, you go back and listen to our Avengers conversation on Geek Out Loud. Derek and I were talking, and, and one of the great things that Derek Russell said was he felt at one point during the movie that someone was going to come and stop it and kick them all out because we weren't supposed to see this. And there were so many great um, moments there. I don't know that this type of plan has been done successfully since because what Marvel started out doing it wasn't under the radar, but it was kind of under the radar. And and everyone was just kind of waiting with bated breath to see if this is something that can truly be done or not. And and Marvel didn't Marvel has has taken their time in getting to this moment, which will be next year with the first of the of the two Avengers movies that, that are Infinity War. And and you've gone through, and we've gone through so much with these characters, which is, again, why I say when, when you're watching Civil War, and, and I loved Civil War. I loved every part of Civil War, not just the airport scene. I felt you, you feel it when Captain America and Tony are just finally fighting each other because you feel like as much tension as there was in their first meeting that they got beyond that because you see that in Age of Ultron. And even though they have their disagreements, there's still a friendship there, and almost the same way family fights like brothers fight and then when they're actually going at it like the brotherhood is destroyed but there is that glimmer of hope you know with that burner phone at the end and everything and it's just it's it's a situation where to hear him say we had to tear them apart before we bring them back together it's it's a great concept and and it lets you know that they've been thinking several movies out creatively that since they decided to go this route that the true but they've been flexible with it because they've been able to move projects in and out so like the inhumans are now going to be a television project uh captain marvel has come in 
being able to bring Spider-Man into the whole thing. And man, my Lanta, if there's any justice in this world, Marvel Studios is going to get their hands on the Fantastic Four again. Um, <clears throat> I'm sure Fox isn't willing to work with them. I'm sure that Fox, because of the success of Deadpool and what appears to be what's going to be incredible success with Logan, I'm sure they think they've got this Fantastic Four nailed and they can come back around a couple of years and redo it. I'm sure there's something already in the works there. But man, I wish they would just get with Marvel Studios and, and, and say, here you go. Let's do this together. Let's hold hands and do this together. Let's work out some kind of deal that'll make us all billions of dollars. Because to have Reed Richards and the Fantastic Four and the Silver Surfer in the Infinity War would just be, oh, it'd be mind-boggling. But uh, I haven't even gotten to the good part of this thing yet. I'm sorry. I got to I got to rambling. Thanos shows us why he's the biggest, the best, the baddest villain that we've ever had and the most frightening villain that the Avengers have ever faced. The most exciting part is the incredible roster of well-developed characters and it's going to create a really combustible, exciting, massive scale adventure. You know that we're onto something within the studio. All right, listen to the, I love how the music changes here. This is this is all about the musical cues for me here on this particular Shizzle Roll because when you're watching, when we're watching these Star Wars things, of course, the John Williams music swells up and everything. But one of the criticisms I've had of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is just for either forgotten themes where people, where new composers will come in on the next project and redo themes and everything, or, um, or, or themes that don't really stick with you. But when this particular theme swells up, Alan Silvestri's original Avengers theme swells up, you're like, okay, this one does stick a little bit more than I thought it did. Check it out. This is a great moment in Sizzle Real History. Studio, when we hit upon an idea or we see a piece of concept art and Here? all of us in the room go, this is cool. And in Avengers Infinity War, Here it is. the Avengers will meet the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh. Because of what Marvel is, because of what they have done over the last 10 years. What's crazy is, is that something we've known as far as the Avengers meeting the Guardians of the Galaxy, but it's also been something they've been very coy about, saying, well, we don't know if it's actually going to happen in this one, or we don't know if it's going to, you know, when it's necessarily going to happen. But now it's kind of the confirmation of they will meet. And then there's this great piece of concept art of Rocket Raccoon firing his guns and, and to his side, or, you know, just behind him is Thor, you know, got his back with the hammer. And it's just like... Oh my gosh! How are they going to fit all this on? It's gonna, it's gonna have to be. Everyone's only going to get to do have like ninety seconds of screen time on, on screen time, screen time in in this thing. Um, the Guardians of the Galaxy meeting the Avengers to see Pratt and Downey Jr. and Tom Holland all on set together to hear these great stuff and to have that music swell up. Like I am really pumped. I've not been this pumped for a superhero movie. Um, probably since the first Avengers. I've talked about them. I've been interested in them. I've been excited about them, but not this pumped. Uh, as I this, this sizzle reel or this behind-the-scenes look at this thing did exactly what it needed to do for me. I am excited about Avengers Infinity War. Bring it on. Make it happen, Captain. I am, I am, I am good to go. I'm DTW, down to watch this stuff. That's, that's where I stand with Avengers Infinity War. I, I'm, I'm a sucker. Am I a sucker? Yes. Yes, I am a sucker. I'm a sucker 
for this moment. And really what it comes down to for me is, as I was watching, I'm like, oh, this is cool, this is cool, this is cool. When they hit that Avengers theme, that just did it for me. And I had no idea that I had so much connection to the Avengers theme until this moment in time. Uh, we got to roll through with these snippets. Um, just by way of mentioning, been using the Marvel Unlimited app. What I like to do is, on the Marvel Unlimited app, is go, like if I'm eating supper somewhere or while I'm eating supper is just to sit and read comics on the on the unlimited app and um I've been going back and catching up on some different events uh from Marvel comics uh, in the past to to kind of bring me up to where we're at now it is hard to go into a comic shop and know what to buy these comic companies have made things really hard on collectors and on readers in the way that like there's so many different things that happen and tie-ins with events and everything and then out of the events, spill these whole new titles and all, and it's just become really, in my opinion, convoluted. That as much as they're afraid that people won't jump in on an issue 737, um, you know, I think they should be afraid that that readers are going to get confused by 50 different Spider-Man titles in 30 different timelines. I feel like there's if you streamline the amount of titles you've got, then it's going to be easier for people to jump in on things. Um, however, what do I know? I'm not in the business. But I've been reading, I read Avengers Disassembled, that story arc from back in the early 2000s. It was very depressing. And uh, now I'm reading the follow-up to that House of M, uh, which uh, is, is a big, was a big moment in the, in the life of mutants. Uh, and a lot of alternate reality stuff went on with that, which I never really liked. But, you know, I'm giving it a chance anyway because I didn't read it the first time through. I was kind of out of comics for a minute and unable to collect or read comics for a minute and uh and so now i'm going back and catching up on some of that stuff and um and this all ends up i think leading into the first civil war maybe this is all pre-civil war and i think this ends leads into civil war which leads into um secret war uh secret invasion i think Maybe I'm no, I don't think I'm wrong on all that at all. Yeah, it leads from from this into civil war into secret invasion, which leads into a whole bunch of other crap. Which you know, here we are today doing civil war two. It's almost over. Is over. I'm I'm a little bit behind because I only get my comics through the app. But there's that. I, I never was able to get back into the IDW stuff. I've totally missed the revolution thing. Know if it was any good or not. I'm hoping to be able to go uh, pick up the the issues that I missed with that stuff. But I have been reading. Um, Transformers comics in in the in the uh, in the sense that I'm reading uh, volume two of the Transformers collection, and the way they're collected is not necessarily chronologically, but just they give you a lot of information about what's being done in the main storyline that they end up collecting as almost a trade at the end. They're great looking hardcover books, and uh, I've got volume one and two, and they've been really cool stuff and with that i started rewatching the old transformers series wait this is another snippet i gotta <clears throat> uh sorry snippet Whoppa! um i've been watching the transformers series and they what's been fun is i'm only into like i'm i'm not quite through the second season yet um but there's several things that i've talked about that they use in the movies that they actually take from the cartoon series, uh, things like the space bridge we see in the third one. In the third one, Megatron smashes the statue of Abe Lincoln at the Lincoln Memorial and uses his chair. 
use that big chair to sit in. In the comics, he or in the in the cartoon series, he did that. He picks up the Abraham Lincoln part of the statue and sets it over the side, and then sits down in it, and using it as his throne. They're using humans to carry out the dirty work, like they do in um, in Age of Extinction. Um, and I'm sure there's more that I'm not thinking of right off the top. I should have started a list, but it's hard. Some, sometimes you just want to sit and enjoy stuff and not sit and keep a list. Uh, but I'm looking forward to Transformers The Last Night. I don't know what's up with Optimus, but I do know that big old thing has to be Unicron. Uh, it has to be. What else is going to be scraping the moon and, and, uh, and, and is bigger than the Earth almost? It's got to be Unicron. And, um, and so I'm, I'm actually looking forward to Transformers 5, The Last Night. And I do have a feeling, um, based on some of the things we've seen, that uh that this may as much as they're denying it i have a feeling that there's going to be some um some seeds planted for this big crossover universe that they're wanting to do with the hasbro stuff even on screen they've done it in the comics and and i expect them to do it on screen as well we've we've heard as much i just don't know that they know how to uh how to pull that off but i think this may be the be the start of of something like that Here's a here's a fun snippet that's also a little depressing. Uh, snippet. Uh, this year is the 40th anniversary of the original release of Star Wars, uh, back on May 25th, 1977. Uh, we are almost to that anniversary date. We're just a few months out from the actual anniversary, and a lot of people are doing a lot of things to celebrate 40 years of Star Wars. Uh, Hasbro is no different. Of course, Hasbro is going to take full advantage. And they've got a 40th anniversary Black Series collection. And what they've done is they've taken their 6-inch Black Series figures and put them on the vintage-style cards. There's a great article at StarWars.com that gives us a look at all 12 of the ones they're doing. They're doing the original 12 that Kenner released as their first 12 action figures. Uh, these include um, some repacks and some new figs all together but Han, Leia, Luke, R2, 3PO, Obi-Wan, uh, Chewie, a Stormtrooper, uh, Darth Vader, Tusken Raider, didn't mean to rhyme but I did, Darth Vader, Tusken Raider, don't you know what's on it, don't be a hater, there we go, uh, a Jawa, a Death Squad commander, the the repacks are Han and Leia, even though Leia's got a new head sculpt on her apparently, Luke, uh, R2-D2, C-3PO is a repack of the Walgreens exclusive, uh, that went out in the regular packaging. Old Obi-Wan is a repackage, but he's he still hasn't really hit shelves locally, at least for me. The Stormtroopers are repack, and Chewbacca's a repack. Uh, the Vader is retooled. The Vader's actually a new Vader to look like the Episode Four Vader. Um, the Tusken Raider is brand new. The Jawa is brand new, and the Death Squad Commander, brand new. But these 12 figures, and there's a great... Um, uh, I, I don't know if it's going to be just sold regularly in stores or how this is going to come. Uh, but there's a great little packaging thing they've got for it. It's, uh, it's a legacy pack and it's a box made to look like the old, um, early bird kit that when people, when, when they first, when star Wars was going to be a big thing and Kenner knew they weren't going to be ready for Christmas, they put out the early bird kit so that parents would buy, this envelope and inside would be the order form to send off and you were promised around March you'd get your figures. And this early bird kit, this this new legacy pack looks like the early bird kit. It's got Darth Vader in it. 
and it's got a backdrop that also came with those original 12 from that early bird kit with uh, with the same art that Kenner had and uh, just a different type of stand in front of it. But uh, it looks great. It's an, it, it, it's just a really cool concept. Um, and uh, and I'm telling you, it, it, it's one of the coolest things that Hasbro has done. Now, the fact that, they're, that most of these figures or repacks is a little bit disappointing, uh, but it means I don't have to open them if I'm able to get them. I don't know that I'll be able to pick any of these things up, though I do want that Tusken Raider and Jawan Death Squad Commander because they're brand new. Um, but man, they look so cool. Uh, and, and the packaging looks great. There's a couple of exclusives we know about already. One being the celebration exclusive, which is going to be Luke and X-Wing gear on that vintage card. Uh, and, uh, he looks pretty cool. It's interesting because Luke and X-Wing gear was the first, it was given to me as a birthday gift and it's the first black series figure I had. And, uh, now he's going to be there. So friends that are headed to celebration, looking at you. People have talked about how much a headache these things are to get. I will tell you that in years past, in celebrations in Orlando, I've not had a hard time getting the exclusives that they had at the time. I don't know if it's going to be any different this year, but they do the they do the Hasbro store in a really good, smoothly operating way. Uh, the celebration store has been better than what it's been in the past. Uh, Hasbro usually is pretty good about having these exclusives available to purchase, though, uh, even through Sunday. So. If you're a friend headed to uh, to celebration, let me know, and I will PayPal you some money to uh, help snag me one of these bad boys. Another exclusive that we know about is a GameStop exclusive with these things, uh, the R5-D4 Black Series figure on the vintage card. Um, they had uh, stated this would be another retailer's exclusive. Uh, the figure will be exclusive to GameStop, however. Um <clears throat> it appears GameStop was always the intended recipient of this exclusive figure, and someone misspoke at the panel at Toy Fair, the Hasbro panel at Toy Fair. Um, and R5-D4, if I'm sure we all know who R5-D4 is, but R5-D4 is the red-looking uh, R2-D2 droid with the flat top that blows up when Luke, uh, the o Uncle Owen's going to buy first. He's got a bad motivator. And uh, so... Yes, that is, again, uh, I, I'll probably get to know my GameStop people here in Rome uh, constantly going over there and saying, hey, you guys got that in yet? Do you know when it'll be in? Have you got any idea what's happening? you know what's going on with that? Do you, hey, 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 can you help me out here? Do you know what's happening there? Do you know what's going on? Uh, the link to this article at StarWars.com will be up. They have pictures of each and every of the new uh, Black Series in the in the, uh, in the the card that they're on Uh and like I say, a lot of them are repacks, but they look great. And, um, man, that Tusken Raider looks amazing, uh, as does the Jawa. The Jawa looks like he's not going to be have any cloth, that he's all going to be molded plastic, but that's fine. Molded plastic Jawas! The Death Squad Commander looks great. Um, the Vader looks really cool. Like I say, he's made up to be more... Episode 4, that means there's a brown-reddish tint, of course, to the eyes. And uh, the cape does a little bit something different as it comes over his chestal area, which is pretty cool. R2-D2 has been hard to find, and you can't get him unless you're willing to pay $75. So having having a new uh, having the ability to get R2 
is pretty cool and having him on a vintage card that much cooler c3po looks great i'm so glad we've got a 3po r2 combo chewy looks like chewy um looks like he's got a little bit looks like there's a little bit of different paint app around the eye area of chewy there but it's just great to see him on the card and then that heritage uh pack is is really great as well there's going to be some other hasbro stuff they're doing but nothing that catches my attention so far like that so um yeah snippet that's that's a snippet for there we got uh well we got one final snippet it would appear uh that has taken place it's worth talking about briefly Whoop um starwars.com also put out a cast photo of the new han solo movie that's filming right now the han solo standalone star wars story um Woody Harrelson's in there. The guy playing Alden Ehrenreich is his name, I believe, playing Han Solo. Uh, Donald Glover's in there. He's playing um, Lando Calrissian. Uh, and then the other players are there without really being named. Uh, I don't have a lot to say about this. Great to see them. They look like they're having fun there in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon. But the one thing that everyone has kind of been ignoring, and I said this on a recent episode of the Star Wars Report that I was on. If you haven't heard that, go check it out. It's me and Riley Blanton talking for about 20 minutes about this and some other things that do with collecting in Star Wars. But I will say it here, as it is my thought, and this is my show. Um, Chewbacca. Can we talk about Chewbacca for a second? Number one... Back when The Force Awakens was coming out, everyone was making a big deal of the big three, the big three, the big three, and I was caught right up there in it too. Han, Luke, Leia, back on the screen. Of course, we didn't get to see them back on the screen together, all three of them, which is disappointing. Um, we're not going to get to see that Luke-Han reunion because, well, spoiler alert, Han's dead, or should I say this? Here's a, here's a fun new sound drop we've got. Spoiler alert? Yeah, spoiler alert. Han's dead. Um, so we're not going to get to see him and Luke back together again, but also, um, and, and it just kind of bypassed me until I saw this picture and it kind of dawned on me. We're making a big deal about this being a Han Solo film, Donald Glover's Lando Calrissian. Oh, that's so exciting. That's great. It is great. I'm not taking anything away from that, but why is it not the big four back together? Why is it, why do we exclude Chewbacca from this? I mean, look, first he didn't get a medal at the end of Star Wars. And now we don't even include them when we're talking. Number one, I think it shows how specious we all are. We're anti-Wookite. Um, number two, I, I just think that it's kind of a disservice to that character. Chewbacca is as much an important part of that ensemble as any of them are. And, um, and, and I guess we should have just, I guess everyone just assumed that Chewie would be in this, but I never did. Everyone was just talking about a Han Solo movie. So... To me, it's no longer the Han Solo standalone film. It's the Han and Chewie standalone film. So Han and Chewie back together again on the big screen. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing what Alden Ehrenreich does with the character of Han Solo to kind of see, uh, you, you know, because you run the risk. You don't want someone doing uh, an impersonation or trying to do an impersonation of Harrison Ford. That seems a little too uh, chintzy. Um, but at the same time, you want it to have the spirit of, uh, of of who Han Solo is in this movie. So I'm looking forward to it. I just It's a picture. And unfortunately, I just don't have a ton to say about a picture. It's a picture. So um, so as much as everyone is, is throwing it around and, 
and doing 45 minutes on a picture and talking about Khaleesi and everything else in there. I, I guess I've said what I got to say about it. It's cool to see. I'm really excited about the picture that's there. Um, but, yeah. Let's call it, let's stop calling it the, the Han Solo movie and start calling it the, the Han and Chewie movie. Because to me, that is, uh, that's more accurate. And that's what matters. That's what matters the most. Um, having said that, that's it. That's what I got for this episode of Geek Out Loud. I thank everyone for joining us. I, I still, I go back to the original comment at the beginning of the, uh, at the beginning of the session. I, I don't think that, um, I have a good radio voice and I definitely don't know that I've been funny. We do have stuff that's unreleased that's coming your way. Oh, here's a fun announcement that I didn't bring into. We got con season coming up, celebrations coming up. Uh, there's a new way to buy a classic Geek Out Loud shirt for you or members of your family. Members of my family, you say? Yes. We have everything available now. Um, and here's how you get to it. You go to geekoutonline.com slash tees. That's T-E-E-S. It's going to be a new t-shirt provider that just right now in the store has the classic gold shirts available. How do they have them available? Well, there's the normal t-shirt, you know, for dudes everywhere, the classic gold shirt. We've got a ladies cut shirt. We've got kids sizes. We've got toddler sizes. We've even got a little baby romper with the Geek Out Loud logo on it. Oh, my Lanta. Uh, there's a big and tall hoodie. There's a hoodie t-shirt. So check it out, geekoutonline.com slash tees. We're going to be adding more to that store as the year goes on. We've got uh, the Geek Out Loud or the Goldiverse badge collection coming uh, to the store. But we're going to check it out. It's a different t-shirt provider. There were some problems with the T Public store apparently with the quality of those shirts. So hopefully these will be a bit better and uh, and we'll check them out. It's uh, So check it out geekoutonline.com slash tees. If you've never gotten a classic Goldiverse Geek Out Loud shirt, this is the place uh, to go do it and check it out and, and just to look at it. For the whole family, mind you. The whole family. If you want to support the shows directly, you can do so at patreon.com slash geekoutloud. Uh, use the Amazon er, the Amazon links, the Entertainment Earth links, and the Think Geek links at uh, geekoutonline.com and geekoutpodcast.com. Also, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we invite you to do so. At Geek Out Loud, I'm at Steve Glosson. You can follow the entire Goliverse podcast network on at Goliverse. Uh, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash geekoutloud. Uh, or we've got better than, better than Geek Out Loud Facebook page. We've got the, uh, the Facebook group, which you can get to by going to geekoutonline.com slash group. The whole Goliverse group is there. Ask to be added. We'll add you. Make sure that you basically respond to the pinned post that is there about the behaviors uh, so that Teresa doesn't kick you out. And uh, go nuts, man. We have a good time there. The Facebook group uh, for the Goloverse. That's geekoutonline.com slash group. And again, if we'd love to hear from you, geekoutonline at gmail.com. Geekoutonline at gmail.com is the email address. I've not seen Lego Batman yet. I'm, I, I've got to go see it. Hopefully I'll be able to see that along with Logan uh, this weekend and maybe even once it comes out we'll see Kong. The more trailers I've seen for that, the more I'm getting to airish levels of excitement for that movie. I'm really looking forward 
to uh, the Skull Island movie. So that's it for us, I guess. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Those who joined us live at Mixer.com slash Goliverse. Don't forget to check out uh, Star Wars Something. That's not a, that's a podcast that I'm not associated with in any way. Check out Casey, not Casey, who, let me find Joseph, no, 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 Chris Steiner's YouTube channel, which I don't have a link for. Um, check out all the Goliverse shows at geekoutpodcast.com. Leave us iTunes reviews. Five stars, please. We'd appreciate it. It helps people find the shows. And if you need a good podcast uh, app uh, for your podcast listening, check out uh, the Satchel Player. It's available on iTunes and Android apps. And I have outspoken the Batman music. Daggummit. Way to go, Glosson. Aren't you an idiot for doing this? Come on! Get it together, man! Let's go out to our unofficial house band. Let's go out to some rock sugar, ladies and gentlemen. Um... This might just make me sing. Who knows? Anything else coming up right now in the Goliverse? Oh, yeah, the Satchel Player. You can listen to and support your favorite podcast using the Satchel Player. It's available on Android and iTunes. So check it out. Check out the Big Honkin' Show, bighonkinshow.com, and listen to us weekly at 6 a.m. on Saturdays or 1 p.m. on Sundays. On the iHeartRadio app, WGIG 1440. Look for WGIG 1440 AM on the iHeartRadio app and uh, stream us live either uh, 6 AM Eastern on Saturdays or 1 PM Eastern on Sundays. And if you don't like the show, let me know about it. If you do like the show, check out, uh, make sure you let WGIG know that you're listening. That does it for us. Until next time, I'm Steve Glosson. Stay geeky, my friends. I'm down on my knees. I want to take you there in the midnight hour. I can feel your power just like a prayer. You know I'll take you there.